I just now had an extra thought. Uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, via the Republicans, uh, he, uh, Donald Trump withdrew funding from the WHO, you know, on the back of Tedros from the WHO, giving him a lecture on being a better person. And, uh, you know, he pulled funding, pulled funding on the WHO. Uh, now, my first instinct was, wow, okay, what he's doing there is um, he's saying, who do you love more? You know, he's saying this to the who. Who do you love more? Uh, your man, Tedros, or your money? Yeah. And uh, and it's, it's, it has just come to light that today the Republicans, his fellow Republicans, have made a comment. Um, Listen, sack Tedros and you'll get your money back. Uh, so, yeah, this is a mafia-style ultimatum. It's very Trump. Okay, and so my first instinct is to say, wow, okay, they've got the who over a barrel. The Americans, you know, well, Donald Trump's got them over a barrel. He's outwitted them again, you know. Um, But then I've just had another thought after, you know, amidst having a chat with my, uh, well, my GD, uh, my dialectic partner, and out of that conversation popped out a new idea. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, it seems like Trump's got Tedros over a barrel, you know, because it's personal. Um, Tedros uh, sought to weaken Donald Trump by giving him a lecture. If someone's giving you a lecture, they're above you, you see. Donald Trump can't have that. Okay, so Tedros gave Donald Trump a lecture. He said, listen, um, there are other ways to prove yourself, Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump cannot just accept that. He has to fight back. You know, there are other ways to prove yourself than politicising this virus, is what Tedros was saying. Yeah, and Donald Trump, for a start, was probably thinking, you're politicising it too, but he can't say that either. You know, you did it too. You know, it sounds childish. He can be childish, but not in that way. Not in a power way. Right. So my first instinct, you know, and Tedros said, you are, you know, do not politicise this virus. You know, when Tedros himself has been politicising it himself, uh, you know, all you are doing is creating body bags. There are other ways to prove yourself, Donald Trump. You know, this is like a school, you know, a, a school teacher chastising a child. You know, Tedros chastising Donald Trump. Donald Trump had to come back. Sorry, I got interrupted. Uh, I'll I'll finish it off quickly. I've got something to do. Uh, What I'm saying is uh, the Who can't sack Tedros now, really, on another level. Uh, Because if they do, Trump has effectively sacked Tedros and the Who needs to maintain its independence. It can't be seen to have Donald Trump hiring and firing its director generals. All we can do right now, I think, is wait to see how this shakes out. And I think Donald Trump's doing that too. He lobs hand grenades to see how it all shakes out. Um, So, now, that's an introduction to what's coming up, but I've, I've made this little bit of audio after what's coming up now. Before I do 
get back to the audio I spoke earlier, which was about 10 minutes ago. Uh, I have to bring up the racism angle because it is an angle. You know, Tedros happens to be a type of African, Ethiopian. Uh, now, a cry will go up. Look, I don't think he's going to get the sack for the reasons just mentioned. I don't think they can afford to sack him. I think he's actually shored up his position somehow. He's played a few cards, Tedros. He's actually played the politics of this virus quite well, actually. You know, I think he's done well. Um, and I, I've mentioned some of the, the moves he's made before, and they're quite good. You know, even the act of lecturing Donald Trump was actually a masterstroke in a way because, you know, that triggered a response from Trump. And, um, and you know, now even if the WHO had wanted to sack Tedros, now they can't. It's brilliant. He might be out politicising everybody. Good on him. You know, and, I, and you know what? I honestly um, am starting to feel a little bit on Tedros' side in a way because I think he has done... He has tried to do a good job after having been caught out maybe early. Maybe he was trying to do all the right things early and um, was trying to encourage China and all that sort of stuff and got outwitted by China. You know, you always have to allow for that. Look, there's a lot of factors at play here. But on the racism angle, because, um, you know, Taiwan attacked Tedros too, you see, and um, because Taiwan was very angry. Uh, because early on, very early on, Taiwan picked up that there was something wrong and asked for information from the World Health Organization about what the hell's going on in Wuhan because that's not far away from us here in Taiwan. And um, the WHO, you know, and they were, you know, Tedros, pandering to China, said, we cannot give you an answer to that. Um, we will give our response to any such question to China and not to you, Taiwan, because China does not recognise you as an independent country, Taiwan, even though you declared your independence 70 years ago and all this sort of business, you know, it was dirty, what the, what Tedros did and the WHO. But anyway, Taiwan said, listen, we, we are afraid that um, whatever's happening over in Wuhan province, and this was way back in December, I think, when it all started, um, uh, they said... Um, yeah, we're scared this thing might kill Taiwanese people too. Tell us what the hell's going on here in Wuhan. And Tedros said, well, you know, get, you ask China to ask us that and we'll give our response to China and they can tell you, you know, something like that. But, um, um, but at the same time, the WHO wasn't even asking China what the hell was going on. Uh, they were believing China as to what China was saying was going on. They weren't questioning China. See, Taiwan was saying, hey, World Health Organization, question what's happening on in Wuhan, please. And uh, the WHO uh, just, stayed, just stayed silent and wouldn't answer the Taiwanese. So the Taiwanese had a very legitimate question and the WHO refused to... Uh, respond for political reasons. See, this is Tedros being political, politicising the virus. Maybe a little bit unwittingly he was trying to not cause a diplomatic row. Yeah? So in, in order to not cause a diplomatic row, he was being softly, softly with China, getting Taiwanese people killed. But the leadership of Taiwan, forget her name, uh, you know, she had a legitimate question, really, far above politics. Listen, can you just give me an answer to my question? 
is this thing in Wuhan a problem? You know, and at the same time, Tedros, you know, ignoring that, um, you know, was getting reports from China saying this isn't a problem. And he was just reporting on that without questioning it. Taiwan, Taiwan itself was questioning it, but the who wasn't. Oh, see, it gets dirty again. I start to hate him again now. Yeah, but on the on the other side of the coin, you know, he had a delicate job to do. Maybe he shouldn't have been so delicate. Maybe he should have done his job and just investigate absolutely everything, send an investigation team into Wuhan, even before Taiwan asked for it. But what the, where the racism angle comes in is that Taiwan has more recently uh, gone back over uh, those emails to Tedros and said, listen, we... We were asking you for information on this. You've just got the whole world killed, is what Taiwan have been saying lately. And Tedros, he opted to say that Taiwan was being racist. There's more to it than that, but that was basically it. And, um, And there's been other, you know, there's been other things like that, you know. There was another, yeah, there were two French scientists who were proposing to, um, test vaccines in Africa. And the whole of Africa went up into uproar and the African diaspora and all that sort of stuff went into uproar and Tedros decided to jump on that bandwagon to deflect attention away from his poor behaviour early on in the whole crisis and said... Far out, I got interrupted on a phone call just at the critical moment. But I think the entire point of what I was trying to get at was that racism is an angle uh, you know, mainly because Ted Dross has brought it up a couple of times. Oh, yeah, he jumped on that bandwagon um, and said, you know, Africa will never be a test laboratory. Yeah, and, and just yesterday, Australia put its hand up to be a test laboratory, and here's Ted Ross, who hasn't even got power in Africa, saying Africa will never be a te- test laboratory. That's politicising this virus, you know. So he's politicising this virus, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. But anyway, um, there is a possibility that he'll get sacked anyway, even though right now I'm predicting that he won't. Um, and if he does, a cry will go up, you know, racism. You know, and even Tedros might even say that again, yet again, you know, because he's been saying that every time he's in real danger. He's been saying um, racism. He accused the Taiwanese of being racist. Right. Um, yeah, but he's doing a Trump. Now, um, so what will happen there? So he gets sacked, let's imagine. A cry goes up, you know, racism. But then the who? What do they do? They have to put someone else in as director general in his place. So what do they do? Well, they probably put an African in or someone, anyone but a European, which is a sort of kind of racist sort of move to make anyway. But <laughs> look, if you're going to put a Euro in, you're in a, you know, you've got a whole... There's other things to worry about. We've got this virus to worry about. There's nurses and doctors dying on the front line, you know. So what do you do? Look, they'll probably just go the... Go the um, go the easy way and just put another African in, you know, and maybe someone even blacker than Tedros, because Tedros is just a Tigrayan, you know what I mean, uh, from Ethiopia, so he's not that black, you know, um, half Semitic, you know. Um, so, um, so yeah, put a, put a really black African in, which is which is an option, you know, it's the sort of discussion that would happen behind closed doors, um, so that the who doesn't get accused of being racist and, you know, um, and pandering, you know, and, and a cry would go up, Trump was a racist. That's why, even if they do get, see, you can't deflect it. Even if they do put another African in, a cry would maybe go up amongst non-racists or anti-racists um, that it was a racial move, a racist move by Trump. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm very heavily critical of Trump in the episode coming up, which was recorded earlier, and in previous episodes too. Um, 
but one thing I haven't noticed is a lot of hell of a lot of racism in him. Um, he, you know, I think whoever they put in in Tedros's place, he would um, be very pleased uh, because his only wish is to get rid of Tedros because Tedros attacked him. Tedros attacked Trump. It's personal. It's not racist. It's personal. He just wants Tedros out. It's a power play. Um, he doesn't care who they put in. They can put in a Martian for all he cares and couldn't care less. You know, at a guess, he just wants Tedros out and he'll deal with the next bloke, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, look, Donald Trump, he smashes people no matter what the colour of their skin is if um, it means winning. Okay, on with what I recorded earlier. Just to finish off, I was just now thinking to myself, who do I hate more? Yeah, Trump or Tedros? Uh, for, for whatever bad behaviour each of them did. I just said. I loathe myself most of all, of course, because I'm doing nothing for the global effort except doing what I'm told. Isolating and doing nothing. All right, so I hate myself the most. But of those two, you know, who would one be most critical of if one had the goal as a mere podcaster to be critical of either? You know? And you know, on one level, Trump for me, uh, but just for being Trump, really, he didn't do anything in this crisis except to be himself. You know, someone who possibly can't even spell the word virus. And he's making calls. Uh, Maybe I'm upset about the American public uh, for putting someone like that in. Maybe I'm upset about the American political system that someone like him could get in. You know, because you can't get to be Prime Minister of Australia without having a few more strings to your bow than someone like Donald Trump's got. You know, or someone like uh, George W. Bush had. Those sorts of guys really, so far in Australian history, haven't got into power because you can't climb through the ranks like that. You know, you have to do the hard yards in Australia. I like our system better. So perhaps I hate the political system in America most of all uh, for allowing someone like Trump to be president. Yeah, yeah, that's on one level. Um, on another level, he gets some things done, you know, that someone who wasn't like Trump wouldn't get done. That argument never finishes. Uh, but then what do I think of Tedros then? Because I think he has been doing the right thing since the early days, the early stuff-ups. But um, he's a little bit more culpable than Trump the person, in a way, in my opinion, simply because he... Uh, is an expert on viruses. So if you're an expert, you uh, there's, there is a um, higher uh, degree of responsibility on you to make the right calls. So he had more of a responsibility than Donald Trump had. Because you know, Donald Trump, look, I said some of the, import, you know, the only important games in town were doctors and nurses trying to stop death. Yeah, and vaccine creation. But an, another important game in town is 
trying to make sure that uh, the world economy doesn't crash so that millions of people starve. I mean, if the West crashes, for example, you know, you're going to enjoy watching Africans starve. Um, you know, now, the fact that they might starve as a result of the West crashing is no positive reflection on the West. They might, you know, they are in such a fragile position, perhaps because of the legacy of colonialism, you know, and a rigged world economic order and all that sort of stuff. Doesn't matter, whatever. The point is, what do you want to see? Um, So, you know, economy is a factor. Uh, Some people have argued that um, if you uh, limit the death, in the long run, the economy will be the economy will be better anyway. Uh, someone cited the Spanish flu at one stage in this whole saga, and said that uh, the states in America who stayed locked down longest did suffer in the short term economically more, but in the long run they ended up better off. Guys, look, there are complex formulas at play, far more complex than I'll ever understand. But from my limited uh, perspective. You know, my feeling is that Tedros was more in error by um, failing to give the virus more respect than Trump was. Simply because Tedros is an expert, and on these matters, Trump is a dunderhead. In fact, Tedros is close to a genius on these matters. You have to Google his background. Okay, he's world-renowned scientist in these matters you know all right so i think he bears a greater responsibility and to a certain extent trump was hearing what he was saying early on tedros he was weighing that up against what the economists were saying and he you know and i I actually think trump would have said hey come on i'm i'm hearing mixed messages here you know the world health organization itself is saying this virus is not necessarily a problem. We shouldn't do travel bans and all that sort of thing. So I, I can only, you know, I'm a dunderhead, so I can only go on what I'm hearing, and I don't want to shut down the economy of America over something that looks like it's not going to be a big deal. You know, and then the next week, someone says, it is a big deal, actually. He's own chief medical officers and all that sort of stuff. And he says, all right, well, um, all right, we'll ban flights from China, which he did, you know, before the World Health Organization started forcing all of that. And then he flip-flops again. The dunderhead... It's just responding to what he's hearing all over the place. And he's also throwing grenades left, right and centre because that's his style and that's what I don't like about him. Uh, So who do I hate most? Well, the American political system, maybe. But then, maybe Tedros. Maybe the World Health Organisation for being so corrupt anyway, which they are in a lot of ways. All international bodies, Uh, they're corrupt by their very nature they're divided they're divided by corruption almost as soon as they're formed these international bodies you know in a lot of ways look it's an imperfect system man is divided against himself okay so that's that um but as to trump's style in dealing with this tedros well he's just doing what trump does you know like um he defunded the World Health Organization a few days ago, and it looked like in doing that, that what he was doing was defunding the World Health Organization. And everyone was debating whether that was a good idea or not, but now we realize he wasn't defunding the World Health Organization, he was trying to get Tedros sacked. Yeah, I think he's fully intending to 
um, send the next batch of money. You know, it was just a grenade he was throwing. You know, and even he didn't know where it was going to land and what it was going to destroy or whatever, but he does that, Trump. And <laughs> funny thing is, it works quite often. You know, just, just do something completely against wise, the wisest advice and see what happens. Shake it up. If you don't like something, shake it up. Throw a grenade into it. All right, you see something you don't like. You know, you walk into a room, you don't like the look of it. Walk out again and throw a grenade into it. And then just see what happens afterwards. And usually it shakes out all right. You know, because you've got a 50-50 chance then. Because what you saw, you didn't like. Um, when you walked into that room. And uh, what you'd like to do is, all right, I don't like that. So I don't want it. I know what I don't want. What do I want? Well, let's just see. I'll throw a grenade in there. Bam, you know. And then um, walk out again. Uh, and then afterwards, it might shake out worse, might shake out better. You know, he threw a grenade at China over tariffs and all that sort of stuff. A massive grenade against all the wisest advice, you know, diplomatic, economic, everything, political, you know, and started a tariff war with China, and that was shaking out all right. He shouldn't have done it. It was stupid, you know. The, uh, it lit a fire in the media and the social media too, I bet. Um, that this is absolutely ridiculous, starting a trade war with China. Sorry, I got interrupted there by an incoming phone call. Um, that happens with me. You know, when you speak a, a podcast into your phone, a phone call is just going to chop it. A phone call incoming. Right, so that's Trump's style. And he's done that over and over. And it kind of works. Uh, he did another one. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Trump, 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 Trump. Uh, I probably won't remember. We're, oh, recently, yes, yes. Um, he said, I assume total control, you know, like a king in a republic, of, you know, when we start the economy going again at a state level, when we start withdrawing the restrictions. And all the governors of, you know, a lot of the governors in of the states who have a lot of power themselves, you see, it's not just Trump who has power, they say, hey, that's not your call. You know, that's our call. When we lift restrictions, it's not your call. You know, so Trump threw a grenade. He just said something that's just not true. But it was true while he was saying it, you know. And he got all the, you know, he shook them all up. And then what he did after that was said, I hereby authorise all of you governors uh, to lift restrictions when you see fit. Can you see what he did there? You know, he assumed total control after all. He won that one. Now, when they... Uh, when the governors exercise power in the states, it's power that he's given them, which means he had the power all along. But he didn't. But he did. But he hasn't got it. But he has now. You can just change the rules. You, know, you can change the rules without changing the constitution. America's done that before. Look, back in after World War II, during World War II, after World War II, the American president was not allowed to declare war. Yeah, he was not allowed to make that decision. Um, but then, you know, some disasters happened and all that sort of stuff, and um, in, urgent, in, in emergency times, um, I think it was John F. Kennedy and all that sort of stuff, you know, the nice guys... Um, said, listen, we're going to have to make an executive order and not consult Congress, because it used to be that, con you know, it's Congress. I think that might even be in the Constitution, that Congress 
um, has to approve going to war. But a succession of good presidents, good presidents, you know, started using executive orders to declare wars. I don't know, maybe it was Korea, you know, maybe it was something to do with the Bay of Pigs in Cuba, you know, maybe, you know, happened a bit with Nixon in Vietnam and all that sort of stuff, you know, or even before then, L.B. Johnson, whatever. Um, and, um, and, be- and the cat got out of the bag. Just by saying something is so, it becomes so. In total contradiction to, you know, let's say, the American Constitution, which I haven't read. But, you know, as far as I know, it goes, it goes along those lines, right? Now, Trump gets in, he's got the power. You know, it's written in the Constitution, I think, but maybe in um, just by practice, um, that Trump didn't have the power to declare war on Iran about two years ago. Yeah. But he declared war on... Yeah, he threw a grenade and he declared war on China. Uh, sorry, on Iran. And I think he even got a plane off the ground. And then he recalled the plane and said the war's off, you know, before it had even dropped one bomb. Can you see what he did then? He just... All he did was let everyone know that he increased his position, um, his power base, you know. He gave himself that power even more powerfully by declaring a war and then calling it off quickly. A little bit like, you know, um, saying, I have full power over the lifting of restrictions of the virus in the States of America, you know, and the governor's saying, no, we have that power, and he says, I give you that power then. Not then, you know, I give you that power. Can you see what he's doing? He's, he's, he's sucking in power to himself. And now this is just Trump and the way he did business before he became president. This is how he became a billionaire, you know. He threw grenades. People often cite Donald Trump, you know. Having failed, I think he tried to fund some universities and they crashed, you know. Maybe he went bankrupt a couple of times. But that's, you know, and people say, ah, you know, a failed, you know, a failed businessman becomes a president. This is ridiculous. And everyone says he's great, you know, at becoming a billionaire. He's, you know, he failed dismally. You know, he went bankrupt a couple of times, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. He made a couple of universities crash. It was disastrous. People lost money and all that sort of stuff. And I say, that's part of it. That's part of his success. The fact that he made those failures was part of his success. You know, um, that was the beast. You had him in your midst. This beast, you know, this business beast. You, de- you decided to make him president, America. And it wasn't just you, it was your political system that made it even possible. You know, all those sorts of things. Who do I hate most? Well, you know, I suppose the people of the world have to take some responsibility too. And sometimes they do, and that's why we have revolutions. I wonder if this will all end up a revolution, this coronavirus. But that's outside the scope of this episode. Uh, You know, some people will say, absolutely it will. Yeah, when they don't know that. And some people absolutely won't when they don't know that either. Uh, Everyone's certain. Well, except me. I don't know what the hell is going on.